This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley balls down the track, comes scoring this time, chicken eggs. It's either six or out, it's six. Hello and welcome back to No Balls of Cricket Podcast with me, Kate Cross, and you, Alex, Andra, Hartley. I'm going to just put this out there before we start. I've forgotten my microphone, so I do apologise. Oh, podcasting is life now. This is our job. You can't just forget. That'd be like me forgetting my cricket bag to go to a game. Speaking of forgetting cricket bags. Oh, no. We had our last game on on Saturday and I got up Sunday morning and just left my cricket bag on the bus. So Laura Jackson's like, by the way, I've got your cricket bag. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So you... So now you're getting people, not only are you the podcast, but you are getting people to transport your cricket bags to and from games for you now. Yeah, it's great. And you know what? I don't need that bag for another six weeks. So Laura, you can put it in your shed. (laughs) I mean, of all the people in that team, you probably need that bag the least as well. We've spoke about this. You just need a little spikes bag. Literally. Although every single game for the Thunder this year, I have probably had to bat. So, Can you please talk me through what I saw on the internet yesterday of you being run out? What was that? Right. Here's my thought process. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Twitter. I was run out in the most shambolic way, but the paddle was on. So I was like, right, I'm going to paddle. All right, Joss. (laughs) No, don't be like that, because I can paddle. There was no fine leg. There was a deep square, so I'm going to paddle. I'm batting on middle stump. I go across my stumps, get hit on the back pad, and I was like, well, I'm out, LB. And it was given not out. So I was like, well, where's the ball? (laughs) Because I didn't hit it. So I was like, the ball must have gone somewhere. So I started running. Ellie Thraka was like, no, get back in your crease. And then I was like really disorientated, tried to get back in my crease, couldn't. So I got run out in the worst (laughs) way possible. I then went on to the field when we were bowling. I said to the umpire, why wasn't I out LBW? Because it felt pretty out to me. He went, I've never been asked that question before. Why wasn't I out? So you were questioning an umpire as a batter as to why you weren't giving out. Honestly, I nearly walked. I was like, that is so out. So I've watched it on the replay, out. Uh, maybe you so thought I, you hit it. No, he said it was going down leg. What? Yeah. It was actually the anniversary as well. I saw that run out. It was the anniversary of you with your infamous leave to Katie Levick this time last year. Like, what yeah. a day. Yeah, what a day. So I got out this time last year, leaving the ball, and I got out in the most shambolic way a year later. So I'm just, this time next year, to see what happens. Who knows? Who actually knows what's going to happen? Um, How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I'm a bit flat. Yeah, I can hear that. We're both a bit flat today, actually, aren't we? We're both a bit tired. Yeah, a bit tired, a bit flat. Um, I've travelled from Worcester to Leicester from my hotel room to my hotel room, so I'm just in bed. Nice, okay. It's 2.30pm had a subway i'm gonna watch married at first sight we still need to put a foot long subway and a cookie on top of your head so we can work out the difference between you and stephen finn well i've got a foot long subway and a packet of crisps but i've eaten half of it so i've got a six inch and a packet of crisps it's not gonna work you'll be the same height as i don't know Stuart broad (laughs) anyway how are you (laughs) yeah i'm all right thank you uh what am i up to we're in stratford Yes. At the minute, we've been playing at Worcester. I don't know why we're staying in Stratford. It's a very long way away from the They're ground. 40 minutes away, isn't it? No, it was like an hour on the bus yesterday. And it was an 11 o'clock start as well. And so we had to leave, leave the hotel at 7 to get to the ground. So the game yesterday, which was our second ODI against New Zealand, was a long day. Rain delay as well. A little rain. Always seems to be a little rain delay when we play at Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know as well. I learned yesterday that Worcester is the like only county ground on the circuit that doesn't have floodlights. Well, I thought this. I was like, I wonder why it's not a day-night game. And they're like, it's got no floodlights. I was like, I've never noticed that before. No, I've, I've never noticed it either. Apparently, it's something to do with the fact that it does always flood there. Oh, so like electric and stuff. Electrics. But then I wonder why they're called floodlights. <laughs> what an introduction to this podcast. Yeah. With that. I think we should go 
into the comeback of Trough and Peak of the Week. Have you thought about it? I've got a few things on my sticky notes that I can throw in there as my Trough and Peak of the Week. But um, All right, nice. I think... Yeah, we, we, could, we could crawl our way through it if you want. We could. And I only think it's fair that leading England's leading wicket taker since 2019 goes first. Oh, thanks for dropping that in. How good is that? How good? That's that's my peak of the week. Oh, well, what so do I, I have? <laughs> that you go, yeah, you go first. My peak of the week <laughs> is, there was a little stat yesterday that you are the leading wicket taker for England since 2019. In one day cricket. Yeah, because you don't play D20s. <laughs> no. Or test matches because we don't play any. Yeah, um, I got sent that stat actually by you. Um, our content capturer in the team sent it me as well. And my brother also sent it me. So it was nice, nice little stat to read. But a bit mad that, isn't it? Yeah, crossy. Like we're debating if you're going to get in the team or not. <laughs> I'm texting you before the first game. Like I won't start. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Just goes to show though, doesn't it? Like you never really feel secure in a team. Or no. in an international team. Definitely not. Definitely not. What's your peak of the week? My peak of the week, seems like you've done one of my highlights, I'm going to do one of your highlights. So I came off the pitch yesterday at Worcester and I saw Henry Moran. And he immediately was like, have you heard of Hartley's blunder that she said on air? And I was like, no, interestingly, I've not heard it, Henry, because I've just been playing a game of cricket. And he had it to hand, literally played your blunder on air. Yeah. Do you want me to play it? Yep. I'll give some context. So we're talking about Charlie Dean and her getting her first international wicket and what it feels like, what it means like, and what I felt like when I got mine. So here we go. So once I did get that wicket, I was almost a sigh of relief and you can relax and start to enjoy it and, and enjoy the moment, soak in the atmosphere. And that's exactly what Charlie Dean should be doing, just enjoying every single moment of this. Every time the cloud crapper. Clapper. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud crapper. <laughs> Instead of saying crowd clap her, I decided to say cloud crapper. Well, I panicked at first because I was like, oh, my God, is she going to get sacked, Henry? He was like, no, 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 it's not that bad. It was funny. So I was like, okay, let's listen. And he played it for me. Wow. Honestly, right. I was... I was Cloud crapper. Cloud crapper. It doesn't even sound like crowd clapper. Well, yeah, you've just got your syllables mixed up. You've got your consternation, what they call it, consternations mixed up. Is that right? Consternation. Wait, if you're on, if you were on countdown, you'd ask for a vowel or a... Consonant. Oh my god! This has been a shambolic episode already. Was what seven... I thinking of then? Oh, a consolation. That's like a wow. consolation prize, isn't it? When you like do rubbish. You're a consolation prize. Gosh. So yeah, I had a a, a slip up on air. Yeah. So I can remove that off my sticky note actually because I wanted to discuss that. So that was my peak of the week. What's your trough of the week? My trough of the week was. We played on Saturday and the season's over. We decided to have a few team drinks and I was like, right, bed by 12 because I've got to get up and commentate the next day. Anyway, the Hilton bar kicked us out of the bar and they were like, you can buy drinks from the fridge, the mini fridge. So we bought drinks from the mini fridge, took them back to the bar and they were like, you can't have them in the bar. So I was like, right, okay. I was like, right, well, one more and I'm going to bed, half 12 going to bed. So I was like, you can all have them in my room. So about eight of us went up to my room. What time did they leave? Half past three. What, was that too early for you? No, no, <laughs> my alarm was going off at 25 past six. Always the danger when you agree for people to come into your room, though. Like, you're the yeah. host, you can't just boot people out. No, and then my alarm went off at 20 past six. I snoozed it, fell asleep, woke up at half seven. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to be late for work. Oh, yeah, you sounded tired that morning as well. You looked all right when you got to the game, to be fair to you, when I saw you after it. Yeah, well, I got there and put my makeup on. I was like, right, I'm fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. My trough of the week also involves you. Oh, God, brilliant. I'm just going to read out a little conversation that we had on Thursday morning from my WhatsApps. Oh, no, what have I done? We were, we were trying to arrange to go for a coffee because we're allowed to socially distance and, and have a little coffee. 
So I said, um, I'm doing nothing in the morning and we don't check out until 12. And you put, okay, should we meet 10, 30, 11? I was like, I'm not going to set an alarm though, day after a game again, because I'm shattered. And you said, okay, yeah, just text me when you wake up and I'll do the same. I said, okay, deal. I said, do you go to London tomorrow or are you going on Saturday? This was for your last game. And you went, I'm going to go tomorrow. Got to go meet my tailor at one. <laughs> He's only 35 minutes away. So no rush. My tailor. Who are you? My tailor. As soon as I said that, I was like, that sounds like the worst thing. Like, who am I? Harley, you grew up in Reed. Yeah, Burnley. Who do you think you are? Yeah, well, darling, I've got a tailor. My tailor. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I did go for a coffee. And anyway, I said, that's probably the worst thing that you've ever said. I'm putting it on my podcast note. Yeah, obviously. I thought you were going to say, where do you want to meet? And I was like, there's a coffee shop next door. And you were like, selfish. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, that was very selfish of you. Do you want to just come immediately to my hotel and I won't have to do anything. You'll put all the effort in. That shambolic bit of trough and peak of the week is like us, really. Just us shambles. Yeah, we're just a bit of a shambles at the minute, aren't we? Well, we're both away from home. Like, I'm in a COVID bubble again. We're touring, you're touring. Psychopaths on tour. This is what it is. There's so many psychopaths, by the way. On tour, loads of people, yeah. yeah. So good. We love seeing all your games, so keep hashtagging psychopaths on tour, please, and thank you. Yes. Um, I have a few things on my sticky notes. Should we go through that? Yeah. And then we've got some emails to actually go to this week, haven't we? Yes, Yes, we have. So I, a couple of months ago, went to Clevedon Pier with Henry Two Fingers. I don't know if you remember it. And in fact, what am I talking about? This is my peak of the week. Oh, okay. How how has this not been my peak of the week? Um, And when I got my fiver in Taunton, that was around the time that me and Henry last went to go to Clevedon Pier, Pier of the Year 2021. We got very excited. Apparently One Direction have been on this pier as well. They've um, did a music video on this pier so it's quite a famous pier <laughs> and all those plaques if you remember Shelly and Shane snogged here we never found them Nat no. Siva had a plaque she had one that we didn't find Henry Two Fingers bought me my own plaque that has got Kate Cross 5 for 34 written on it which was my figures from Taunton and it was the cutest day and we went and saw it when we were playing after Bristol so you've got a plaque like in on the pier somewhere on the pier we went to find it yeah how cute is that? So me and Nat Siver both share a pier. Love that. With a thousand other people. With loads. Shelly and Shane, yeah. I, I share a pier with Shelly and Shane now. How much did said plaque cost? I don't know. I've not asked. Because it can't be cheap to have a plaque on a pier. It was £3 to get in, so... Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Cute, though. Henry Two Fingers, what a belter. That is cute. My sticky note this week. I've got a couple of things. Do you know we had the pranksters in the 100? Yeah. Well, we finished cricket training the other day and got in your car. <laughs> and you went, a while ago. You went, what the hell is that on my car? And I was like, what, where, how? And turned around to look out the back window. And the pranksters had put a pair of car eyelashes <laughs> on your car. <laughs> I was like, what the f*** are those? Get them off my car immediately. Put them in the bin. So we took them off and put them on the S&C's car. <laughs> and he didn't see them. He didn't know. And he went to Old Trafford to go to the gym. And the security <laughs> man was like, nice eyelashes. He was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> Thought he was on about his eyes. <laughs> but he had eyelashes on his car. Very funny. He didn't tell anyone either until the next training session, did he? So he didn't know what was going on or why they'd happened. Like, but they put them on everyone's cars. It was great. It was great. It was funny. Great prank. They must have spent a lot of money on that, though. Yeah, but that's the best thing about a prank, though. You want it to be worth your while. Mm. I've um, got the dinosaurs with me in my cricket bag. I've, I've brought them on this tour with me. And a few people have been like, what, why, what are they? Why have you got them in your bag? And I just, you can't even explain it, really. You've just got to roll with it and just be like, yeah, it just, just is. Just everyone's got dinosaurs. Just is. You wouldn't have seen finals day on Saturday. I didn't know. No. I was watching avidly and we have to, we've, I've invented something. Specky's Only is obviously a big part of the podcast. Specky's Only is a big part of Thunder Training. Specky's Only is a big part of the world now. Yeah, gone viral again. Another 
well it's not a theory it's another thing that just is yeah. um jordan cox did some incredible boundary fielding like racing around from cow jumped over the rope palmed the ball back in and i think it was milne who took the catch it was to like complete the wicket the best thing i've ever seen it was incredible. Like slow motion doesn't do it justice because of how far he'd run around the boundary. But everyone was then tweeting the No Balls account saying, got to invite Jordan Cox into Specky's only club. And I was oh. like, well, technically, it wasn't a catch. Technically, it ain't a Specky. But it was an assist. Right. Okay. I see where you're going with this. So hashtag, I think it was assist Specky's only. It was Specky, Specky assist. Specky assist. assists only. If you're going to make a hashtag crosser, you got to remember it. Well, no one's done one since, so I've forgotten. There'll be like two a year. Specky assists only. I think there'll be more than that. I think assists are going to start coming into cricket now. Yeah, so do you think it'll be like caught by Mills, assisted by Cox? Yeah, like, well, I think you'd get like, you know, with runouts, how you could have like a Hartley Threlkeld runout. I yeah. think it'd be like a Milne Cox catch. So I think like two people would get the, the credits. Specky assists only, guys. Specky assists only. So send us some videos in, let us know. Um, show us some Specky assists. But yeah, we've got a new hashtag. We have. I still prefer Specky's only. Specky's only just, it works a bit better, doesn't it? I've got two more things on my podcast notes. What about you? Okay, okay. One. Okay. First one, your first day of your bubble life, we did the Zoom and we did the podcast. And you were like, hang on, I just need to order my lunch and get a drink. You ordered... A virgin mojito with your lunch in your hotel room. Yeah, I did. And I was like, that is one of the roguest things I've witnessed this summer, I think. Yeah, I was just sipping a little virgin mojito while we were interviewing James Anderson. It was all a bit bizarre. <laughs> so not only was it just like, yeah, I'll have a mojito. You're like, but no alcohol. Well, yeah, that it was, I ordered it off a certain um, company that delivers food to your, your hotel. And... I was just like, I bet that's nice, nice and refreshing. I thought I've got nothing to look forward to today because I'm stuck in my room, so I had a little virgin mojito. I love that. I love it. I love it. It was nice. Speaking of Jimmy, we've listened back to the episode, haven't we? I actually think he came across very well in it. He did. He was like a grumpy northerner, but, like, it's it, it's him, isn't it? And he, he, he it, was fine. Yeah, and we got a lot of good um feedback on that episode as well everyone said that it was like really interesting to hear <laughs> questions that he's probably never been asked before literally because we're like we're not going to talk about actual cricket we didn't literally didn't speak to him once about any wickets nah well you don't need to well no not when he scored an 81 exactly like that guy can bat he yeah get him up the order chris silverwood i have got i've got to admit something okay I was commentating on your game yesterday and everyone was like, can Crossy back? She's coming in at 10. I was like, look, she's number 10 for a reason, but she can bat. She got 50 last weekend playing for the Thunder. I was like, so she can bat, but she's not a batter. And then you got out and Tash Farrington came in and got 20. And when she hit a four through the covers first ball or whatever it was, and I was like, get her in at 10. And then Henry was like, but then Crossy's 11. I was like, Oh, yeah. Didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That's probably what I was most disappointed with with that game yesterday because I had an opportunity to bat for like 20 overs and I had the opportunity to bat with Danny Wyatt as well. So it would have been so easy to just give her some strike. And I genuinely feel like I missed out on at least 40 runs. Yeah. But that's that's always the case. And that, that innings yesterday of yours comes with its own added pressure. Your international team has completely failed and you're in as a tail ender. Yeah, but to, I think we've got a team where we don't have tailenders, but it, the, the pressure actually comes with the position that you bat because yeah. when I'm 11, a bit like what Jimmy said on the on the pod last week, you know that if you get out, that's it. Like, So if I'd have been batting like as Tash was as number 11, well, actually, how she, you know how she got out, she was so frustrated she got out because she knows that she could have supported Danny for those last seven or eight overs. Yeah. And so the pressure actually comes with the position that you bat, yeah, it does. not your skill level because we can all bat in this team yeah you, I reckon like Tash and you best number 11s in the world yeah well I even I got up to nine the other game I know and I, and, <laughs> and I saw you do a little look over your shoulder they were like oh no fine leg paddles coming <laughs> did you say it on air yeah 
Yes, love that. Like, oh, she just looked. I was like, bet she paddles first ball, dunk paddle. Yeah. I don't it. know why people don't have like a really fine, fine leg for me because I'm just going to do it all the time unless someone's there. It's like she's not going to do it again, is she? <laughs> I should have done. Anyway, sorry that we we digress. We digress. Have you got one more sticky note? You go because mine will take us into our emails. Okay, so played at Worcester yesterday and I could see you talking to your parents at the far side of the ground. So I packed up my bags really quickly and came to say hello. I was like, don't want to miss her because I don't know when I'm going to see you again, blah, blah, blah. So I raced over and your dad was there in a Worcestershire <laughs> County cricket cap. <laughs> Honestly, he came down from where they were sitting and I was like, what? have you got on your bonds what is that yeah they had the three pairs on it it. he was rocking the Worcestershire merch he'd gone to the club shop and got a Worcestershire (laughs) it's like a commemorative cap of like 150 years of Worcester Cricket Club must have cost him about 50 quid and he said I needed to get out of the sun it was really warm oh that sums my dad up so much bless him so much bless him I know I know. He's uh, he's listening in order now as well, so he'll, he'll probably hear this by the time that the weekend comes around. Yes, good. Hello, Dave. So my final sticky note is that Anna Harris made her international debut yesterday in our game at Worcester, and I've never, ever, ever known this to happen. In fact, this is the second thing that's happened this week in cricket that I've never seen happen before. What, the first just... one was at finals day when Daniel Baldrummond rugby tackled someone and it went for six when he'd caught the ball. Yes. Yeah. You see that. Because so, it was like Dane, wasn't it? Again, it was um Jordan Cox caught the ball at deep mid wicket, but it was one of them where they could have collided the two fielders. Daniel Ben Beldrummond runs in, ends up literally tackling Jordan <laughs> Cox. But in the tackle, he's touching the boundary sponge. So then it was deemed a six rather than being out, even though Jordan Cox was like a meter away from the boundary. It was very, yeah. very odd. Yeah. Very odd. Then Anna Harris first game debut international umpire she doesn't do the second half because she was poorly so she must have been poorly going into the first half but gone now i need to power through this i'm all right and, and then, then just subbed in. subbed in i've never known that so i i think we we should start by going upstairs with anna harris but then sub in so uh, pollock because he came and did the second half for us yeah, maybe she just didn't eat enough carbs before a big day or something. Let's start by going upstairs with her and then we'll sub someone in halfway through. Yeah, all right. All right, come on then, Anna. Third week in a row, you lucky devil. You lucky devil. Right, there's one here. And the subtitle, is that what it's called? Yeah. Men in the toilet. <laughs> nice. Hi, Alex and Kate. In response to your question about men doing up their flies, not zipper, that's American, and belts, it's better to do it after you wash your hands, otherwise all the germs will stay on your belt and trousers, this negating you washing your hands. Men doing this as they are leaving the toilet is perhaps part of the reason why men rarely queue for a public toilet, while women, well, they're queuing. Yeah, because we have to sit down to wee, so you actually need like a stall to wee. Yeah, anyway, so apparently... This guy it reckons all men wash their hands and then do their zipper. So they just like waddle into the toilet with their trousers down their ankles to wash their hands. That sounds like a really, really bad excuse. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I'm not having that one. Morning, both. It's great to hear you both back up and running again after a well-deserved break. Love your work on the podcast. Everything is better with a healthy dose of irreverent northern humour. I thought it said irrelevant. Both kind of work. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to hear about your experience with hotel breakfasts. <laughs> Any buffet that shuts before 10.30 earliest is frankly an affront. As a touring classical musician, regularly accustomed to a hotel breakfast, it sounds to me as if Emma Lam and Harmon Pree of the act of breakfast banditry honed to a fine art. Supperware <laughs> is, of course, essential. But there's nothing worse than getting caught short in an airport, train station or motorway service hub having to surrender half your living expenses on a lukewarm excuse of a pay. Who is this? And why are they so angry? 
Anyway, sorry to hear Jasper Bummer has ghosted your request to be a Nobles ambassador thus far. Maybe it's because he's preoccupied with the real prospect of having no actual balls as his bowling arm catapults between his legs <laughs> and, cannon- and cannons into his pills like a slingshot after every delivery. I've never noticed that. Amazing snap from the wrist, but at what cost? Hope it's not too serious and that he'll join your team in no time. Please keep up everything that you're doing with the pod. With very little certainty over the immediate trajectory of COVID, etc., the continuity of your dulcet tones brings light and structure where it may be in short supply over the course of the winter. Cheers. There's no question. There's no question. All right, I'll come up with a question. What's your favourite sandwich? Ooh, good question. I, uh, do you know what? I really like a, a ham, cheese and mustard sandwich with salt and vinegar crisps. Crisps on the sandwich? On the sandwich, yeah. In the yeah, sandwich. nice. What um, about you? Prawn mayo. What is this fascination with prawn mayo sandwiches? We have it in the Thunder team. Yeah, everybody loves a prawn mayo. The worst the sandwich. You're putting fish... In, in two pieces of bread and putting mayonnaise like the, just yeah, the worst. You're, you're putting a pig in two pieces of bread no I'm not because mine doesn't look like a pig you know I have a fear of eating animals that look like they did when they were alive you know I can't eat chicken on the bone because it looks so similar to what it did when it was alive a slice of ham doesn't look like a little pig hello Kate and Alex <laughs> I have a question Last weekend, I played my first ever cricket game. I'm 33. It was a charity event that happens every year. Now, I didn't suck, but let's be honest, it's really a lot harder than it looks. We were all a team of women, mainly playing against more experienced guys, and next year, I want to go back and feel a lot more prepared and confident. If I'm willing to work at it, what can I do in a year to boss next year's charity game? Have you got any general tips to give us all, and how do we get started? Um, it takes practice really, doesn't it? That's what we do a lot of in our spare time. And as a bowler, all you want to do is try and bowl straight. And as a batter, all you want to do is try and hit the ball straight. It's that Literally. Simple. Like practice, practice, practice. Even if you're playing Prosecco cricket with the girls on a Thursday night, just go and have a bit of fun. Enjoy it. Don't take yourselves too seriously because it sounds like you're crap and you got nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> the Prosecco might help. <laughs> But yeah, like you said, play straight, bowl straight, be great, play straight, be great. How many bowlers meetings do we have every single year, every single time we play a team and we come out of the bowlers meeting with the plan of hitting the stumps? Yeah, you go, right, what we're going to do today now, we've reviewed all their batters, bowl straight, hit the stumps. Yeah. And e- then even at international cricket. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, if you're batting and you know that they're going to try and hit the stumps, just play the ball straight. Yeah. Don't try and play across the line. Easy. There you go. There's your That is cricket summed up. Hi, Kate and Alex. I've really enjoyed the podcast over the summer. The two of you are so likable and relatable. You really helped me engage with the women's game. And we were part of the reason I became Manchester Originals fans during the 100. I'd love to fly over to watch you play when I feel safe to do so once the pandemic settles down. I've also been following the fortunes of Northwest Thunder, which leads to my question. How do the two of you adjust to move in between being captain and being a team member, being captained by your best mate, and that depending on whether you're playing for the originals or the funder? Lots of love from Belfast. Keep up the good work, Stephen. Steph, it's actually Step Hen. Step Hen. Uh, that's a, yeah, always get why Stephen's like that. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it throws me that you can spell a name differently. So many different variations to one name. Yeah, like the Step Hen, the Stephen. Then there's Geoff, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, how do you adjust to me being captain and then you captaining me? And I'll answer as well. Um, do you know what? It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't think we really have to adjust, do we? The plans are, or I don't feel like I have to adjust. Plans are very much the same. Um, when you've played cricket a long time and you're experienced and you know you're the mo- one of the most experienced in the team, you just putting your bowlers on when you feel like you should put the bowlers on. So I just, I always say to you, right, you're going to open the ball in what end do you want? And you'll tell me and then that's it. It's done. Yeah. And you'll generally ask me how I'm feeling as to whether I have one more over or whether I finish my spell there. I feel like as an opening bowler, you kind of navigate 
your opening spell anyway and then you kind of leave it to the captain then after that anyway and then sometimes I'll come up to you and go right what do you think about this and you'll go yeah that's fine do it or no don't do that yeah I think that like whether yeah whether we were both captain or not we'd probably have those conversations on the pitch anyway wouldn't we yeah yeah I think from my point of view you captain in the thunder team or me certainly not captain in the thunder team is really nice because I can just come back and play cricket and not worry about anything other than my own performances and trying to help the team. Um, obviously, when you're captain, there's so, so much more that goes into cricket. Like, there's just so much off-field stuff and oh, politics. and Yes, the off-field stuff. Like, there's been three occasions this year I've left the cricket ground and forgotten to do the umpire's report that we have to do after a game. Yeah. Do you have to and sit I think... down with a match referee and answer questions if the umpires were good enough or not? And I think as well, you've got, like a responsibility as captain to look after your teammates yeah and I think that's something I'm quite an empathetic person anyway I'm quite caring and I would do that whether I was captain or not but when I'm captain I think right I must do this I must text this person I must and it it almost becomes quite unauthentic but I'd do it anyway yeah you're like you let the weight of you the world on your you have the weight of your world on your shoulders when you're captain though don't you yeah, I really take things in because I also know what it's like to be on a tour and not play a game and yeah. how crap it is when you're doing the drinks all the time and you don't get your opportunity. So I see it from 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th point of view as well. And there's always been times where I think, well, how would I have wanted my captain to be with me in those situations? So I think I, I overthink things anyway, but I think that's why it's so nice when I come back to Thunder because I don't have those worries. I can just be a senior player without those responsibilities. And when you're with us, ultimately, you haven't been picked for England, so you're trying to get back in the England team. Yeah, there's that as well. Um, I think it's about time we make a sub. Oh, God, Anna's not feeling very well. Oh, my God, she's going to... Oh, she needs to come off. Okay, let's sub down then. Um, Let's sub in Pollock. He's on the pitch. Oh, welcome, Pollock. You've got half a job to do. Paul. Paul Pollard. We got there eventually. (laughs) So it's not even Pollock. This is like razzle dazzle again. <laughs> you pillock. All right, we're going upstairs with Paul Pollard. Couple of LBWs. Should we go into them? Yes, I've got. Yeah, I've got a couple. <laughs> okay, I've got an LBW. When you drink out of a glass, you leave lip marks on it where you drink from. Now I don't know about you guys, but I use the same glass all day unless I've had milk or something and then I'm having water and would need to change my glass. So the LBW is that when I drink from the glass for the second time or more, I must place my lips to drink from it in the same spot as I did earlier. I'd love your entertaining take on this because my family think I'm crazy. And that's from Lachlan in Melbourne. I think he I think he is crazy because you always drink out the same glass. You're not bothered. You don't. I, I have a different glass for each beverage that I'm having. And I've noticed that I don't have that many glasses to drink from in the flat. And there's always three in the sink where you just put them there and the magic washing up fairy does the washing up and they become Honestly, clean again. I didn't know that there's a washing up fairy until yeah. I moved into your house. It's magic, isn't it? Like the glass is just in the sink and then next minute it's on the draining board. And, and then I'll, like put, I'll put them in the sink and get a new glass out. And then the old glass ends up in the cupboard again. Uh, it's honestly, it's magic. She works overtime, that little fairy in that flat. Um, but no, when I drink out of a glass and it leaves a lip mark, I can't then drink from that lip mark. I have to swizzle so it So you move around it? Yeah, I go around the rim. I don't think I even look at that unless I was wearing lipstick and it was obvious where it'd be and then I wouldn't. Because I'd go, yeah, I'd go around it. Yeah, because then you'd have a rim of lipstick. Mm. Yeah. But I... I drink, I'm like that. I'll drink out of the same glass. And I understand the milk and, and water thing because you can't mix that. It'll curdle. So, yeah, I, I would change my glass. No, I keep the glass. What is wrong with me? I keep the same glass. Are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I've played two games of cricket in four days. I'm tired. Hi, Alex and Kate. Love the podcast. I've got an LBW for you. If I'm making a brew, I'll put the milk in with the tea bag before I boil the kettle. We've had this a few times, haven't we? The old LBW with the milk and the tea. But I, no. I don't drink tea, so I don't really get it. But I know full well that you put the tea bag in with hot water, then the milk. Yeah, the milk should go last. There's always the 
causes a bit of reaction when you keep the tea bag in and then you put the milk in. But to put the milk in with the tea bag first. Oh yeah, not not about that life. Chewing tea with with cold milk there. I'm not sure I like it. I think he needs to get in the bin, or she needs to get in the bin. Yeah, get in the bin. Get in the bin. Hi guys, massive cricket badger and fan of the pod. I've got an LBW for you on the subject of food. When I was a kid, me and my brother used to have competitions to make the weirdest sandwiches. <laughs> I made one with tuna mayo and chocolate spread. What? Nah. I know what you're thinking, but don't knock it. It should have been disgusting, but I absolutely loved it and used to insist on having it in my lunchbox at school. Plus, I dip my fries in milkshake when I get a meal from a well-known fast food establishment. P.S. I'm 40-something years old and I still have these signings every now and again as a treat. And that's L from Bristol. That's made me feel sick i used to have um i was quite a picky child pick picky child picky eater as a child when like i didn't eat i didn't like fish fingers have you ever met a kid that doesn't like fish fingers well you 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 are a fussy eater like all you would eat if i didn't live there is breaded chicken and veg i like salmon i'll eat salmon <laughs> do you know what no i'm not a fussy eater i'm a bad cook that's what i am yeah okay. and i know i know what i know and i like what i like and i stick with it However, didn't like fish fingers as a kid. And the only thing that I'd eat in my pat lunches was a cucumber sandwich. What? That Can you imagine how? Soggy. Yeah, it was so soggy by lunchtime. I think that's now why I've also got a fear of soggy sandwiches. I can't get a sandwich from, you know, when you asked me my favourite sandwich earlier, like that troubles me a little bit because I don't really have a favourite one. But I feel like we've brushed over the fact that this person is having tuna mayonnaise and chocolate spread sandwiches at the same time. Yeah, again, this is like, would you ever put chocolate spread on a prawn mayo? Because it's similar. No, that is disgusting. Yeah, get rid of the prawns. And just have a mayo and chocolate sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dirty. You're all horrible, horrible mingers. Psychopaths, that's what they are. We're so proud of them at the same time. Keep them coming. If you've got anything that you think is normal, but other people think is a little bit weird, Get in touch with us on noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. Noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. It's, it's so, so good. good. They, they said, said it, twice. it twice. I feel like that was a really quick episode, so we can try and get a guest, but I ain't promise you anything. Well, we might have him, might we? We might do. So who knows? Watch this space. He's very busy with the old EPL. IPL? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say it secretly. So the, the EPL is the English Premier League. So we, yep, yep, we're getting Wayne Rooney on. <laughs> Ronaldo. Also, have you seen that Ronaldo has got a celebration that sounds a lot like Sue? Yeah, Sue. Sue. <laughs> and I, I live for that. Ronaldo shouts out the podcast weekly. Maybe he's our second ambassador. Sue. Sue. He's Sue's ambassador. He's Sue. Yeah, okay. He's Sue's ambassador. it's Alex here we thought the podcast was going to end but we've got a little surprise for you we've got our official IPL correspondent over in Mumbai it's Graham Swan guess who's back back again Swanee's back with his (laughs) thank you thank you thank you um, I've, I've got the absolute joy of seeing you both on screen as well, rather than just listening to you. You look very sun-kissed. You look gorgeous. I am sun-kissed, and I've just been to the gym, and I'm so proud of myself. So there's the PCA, all right? The PCA are awesome. They're our union, and your members, I'm sure. They're doing this bike ride that was supposed to be Paris to London. And I oh, said yeah. I'd do it about, about two years ago. I so you were meant to do it, it This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were both meant to do it, but you both yeah. pulled out because you're big fish now in the BBC. But it doesn't matter. That's an aside. So I said I'd do it, but I needed a bike. They gave me a bike. I've been training and everything. But then this IPL was rescheduled. And I've not been able to go to the gym and I've not been able to do anything. I've got a bike ride basically when I get home of 70 yard miles. And I'm fat as a house at the minute and I've done <laughs> no training. And I'm desperately panicking. So I went to the gym this morning and I kept Brian Lara. Brian Lara wanted the bike machine. And I said, no, Brian, out you go, out you go, China. And so I just sweated watching Ted Lasso doing about an hour on the on the bike. And I feel awesome because of it. And now I see you two. My day is amazing. 
I've like, just got this picture in my head of like Brian and Laura being like, um, how long you got left on the bike? And you're like, 45 minutes, you're going to have to leave. No, I'll tell you what I did. You know that thing when someone doesn't want to admit that they want the bike, but you know. Or they just loiter. Like so, yeah. yeah, so I'm on the exercise bike. The greatest player of a generation is over my shoulder and I can see him in the mirror, like doing so many calf stretches. <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting. But I had my earphones in, so I could easily, like, I couldn't hear him if he said anything. And like I said, I was watching Ted Lasso, which is the greatest thing on television. We've digressed already. This is the most anticipated comeback since <laughs> probably since the friends reunion this year Swanee this has been the the, the the psychopath spuds that listen to this this podcast have been crying out for you to come back I love and that you are. I love our listeners yeah I'll tell you what it's the biggest comeback since opal fruits and that'll mean nothing to you too I know um, what an opal fruit is round trees and since well, um not round trees no starburst yeah. oh is that I what that like is oh, oh then yeah. no I don't so know. Oat, oat starburst used to be opal fruits and this summer, I went to the co-op with my kids. The, it was weird. I was in the car, and I've always got a bag of open fruits. Because my granddad, Les, when I was a kid from Warrington, I used to get car sick. And he said one day, what you need, son? Have an orange or pull fruit. You'll never be sick in the car. <laughs> and so... Does it work? Kid, it worked. And it worked. I swear to God, I stuck to an orange or pull fruit. It's all psychosomatic, obviously. And I was never car sick again. So I've always got this bag of sweets. And I was telling my kids about there used to be a yellow opal fruit and Starburst don't do a yellow one anymore. Oh. The next day, the very next day, I went in my local co-op and the limited edition rerun of opal fruits was there with yellow sweets. Yeah. I thought of my granddad and it made me cry. So I was standing with a big bag of sweets crying in the co-op. A highlight, oh. a real highlight. Hi- highlight, low light sort of thing. Right. So for anybody oh, that's listening that doesn't know why the hell we've got Graham Swan on our <laughs> podcast, when we had the first half of the IPL, you came on every week to talk about the IPL yeah. slash we just talked about your career and you tell funny stories. Then- You're our official IPL correspondent. The only podcast to have one, I think. Yes, the cheapest correspondent you'll ever get as well. Because I do this for the love. And yeah. the opal fruits. We'll send you some opal fruits. That'd be amazing. Hey, um, you're stuff. sat there with your England top on, by the way. Are you in training at the minute? Or is no, this got... how you lounge in your hotel these days? Yeah, this is just how I like to come on my Zoom calls. Um, no, uh, Swanee, we've got a game today. We're playing in about three hours. Oh, and you... Oh, my God, I feel terrible now. Why? Because I've made you get out of bed early. No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Actually, that's we made good. you get here earlier because something has happened in the night and we don't know what, what's gone on. Yeah, but the time someone, someone needs to help us out because... There's been a five and a half hour difference in time since I've been here. I'm sure it's been five and a half hours. I've been phoning my kids up thinking it's five and a half hours. I've now got a sneaking suspicion it's only four and a half because <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting angry looks from my wife whenever I face time. And now it all makes sense. If anyone can help me out with that, I don't, I really, overnight it seems to have changed. But I don't you thought think our clocks, You thought our clocks had gone forward, hadn't you? But they've not. They're, that happens at the end of October. Something's not right. But, hey, it's a, what the, the important thing is, I'm here. The two of you are both sat down. You're not all sprawled on the floor with your cricket bats short of your crease like you both <laughs> were the other day, run out, because I am stalking you on on internet. <laughs> now, Crossy wasn't part of that run out, to be fair. No. It was, it was just me. Okay. Well, and you I... look good. You look better when you took your wicket and give it the big celebration, the big collar of Eric Cantona job pointing to the crowd. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> that was good sorry that the crowd was great that day because they were all meant to be at the test match but the test match got cancelled so they came to our game how many did you have watching about 45 no <laughs> uh, Forty-five thousand. a game is brilliant yeah a women's domestic game as well it was the it was the world record yeah how's your season going i know we're not talking about the ipl here yeah I know our cross is getting on because I can see it on the telly, but Al, you're not criminally, you're not in the England women's team at the minute, which you need to be. You need to be back in. Well, I would like, <laughs> like, I would like maybe if you're head coach, and then I can get back in. I think it's, well, no one else will have me as coach because I was supposed to be, do you remember when we spoke before, I was supposed to be helping the Trent Rockets and doing the spin 
oh, coaching yeah. there for the 100. And I was properly banged up for it as well. I was looking forward to it, getting back, giving some it back, getting into coaching. Because let's face it, England spinners need a lot of help. And then Stephen Fleming didn't come to England um, because of the time he spends away and everything. So Andy Flower took over. So I texted the powers at bit and I said, yeah, I'm still banged up for it. Say hi to Andy. And he, he, he dissed me. He got rid of me. I was sacked before a day's work. <laughs> oh, I've never no. been so embarrassed. Oh. I was there. I know. And so before the first day of the 100, my wife said, are we all going to go and watch? And I said, I'm a bit embarrassed to turn up now. I didn't, I, so you boycotted what, it. I'll tell you what I thought. I honestly thought, he's left me a message here. I'm terrible at listening to voicemails. So I thought, I bet there's a message from like a month ago saying, give me a ring. And so I trawled through all these messages. I had four or five from the, from the tax office and a couple from a parking fine and everything like that. So not great ones. And then nothing from Andy Flowers. So it turned out, I, yeah, I had to boycott it in the end. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the only person in England so, to boycott them. If, if anyone actually wants to improve their spinners, um, I am available. <laughs> <laughs> like really yeah. available. Really available. So basically, because I didn't end up working on the England Indian <laughs> cricket because they wanted me to come to Mumbai and it would have meant too much time away from the kids during the school holidays. So I did nothing. I was umpire for Plumtree under 10s all summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And I should have been riding my bike and getting fit. I was just getting fat. I was I went to Devon, I went to Solcombe. It was amazing. Well, Say hello if you see me there next year. But no one wants me. So my spin has been and, and Al, you can vouch for me. I gave you one bit of advice and you started spinning it square again. Yeah, it's true. It, that that is very true. And you told me not to panic at the start of the season when I wasn't turning it, and I didn't. So there you go. And you had a great season. <laughs> anyway, so you're in Mumbai. Yes. And the IPL's in Dubai. So work, how's yes. that working? Well, obviously the IPL is supposed to be in Mumbai, and the show I do is called Select Dugout, but it's not the actual commentary. So the commentators you hear at the ground that you'll uh. hear in England if you listen. That's the like the world feed commentary team. But this one we do is where they get people to sit down and it's pro it's brilliant. You know, like Sky have soccer Saturday and they all sit there and they have their earphones on and they go back to them every now and again. Jeff Stelling, unbelievable Jeff and Cammy and all that. It's a bit like that. So the games are going on, but you're watching the screen at home, you're watching the game, and then there's me, Scott Styrus, like hosts it. Brian Lara, Brett Lee, Dale Stain, Shane Watson, all these names. And we basically it's give it our take on it and talk yeah. it. So it's the best. Honestly, this would work so well in England, but it, England's too conservative for it at the minute. But it will get there in 10 years' time when it's too late. We'll get there. It's the best show ever, but it's done here in Mumbai. So I've had to fly back out, do another week on my own in a hotel. Oh. Sitting in the corner, rocking gently, going mad. But then the IPL started and it's all hunky-dory. There's been two games so far. Um, yep. CSK kicked off the tournament again on Sunday, my beloved CSK, and we won, smashed them. And RCB played yesterday, played Colcutter Night Riders, and they were abysmal. They were. And I've got a bit of a confession to make. So one thing, you know, I'm a massive Rajasthan Royals fan. For no other reason, when I first got here, I needed a team. They played in pink. They looked awesome. And they gave you a shirt. So, and the game is shirt on the back of that. But because you two girls are bang into it as well, I thought I'm going to fight whenever your teams play, I'm going to be become sort of fans. So I did the CSK thing the other day. Yeah. And everyone thought that everyone went for Mumbai because they're like the, the Man United of, oh no, sorry, Man City these days. You can tell I grew up in the nines um, <laughs> of the IPL. So everyone just cheers from thinking they'll win. But CSK were incredible, brilliant, and they won. But yesterday, <laughs> I forgot that Al is <laughs> Al what me. I honestly thought you were KKR. Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't know why. For some reason in my head, I could see you wearing a purple shirt. And so at the start, we have to pick our player. The matchup thing, I went, I'm going for Owen Morgan and KKR, thinking Al's going to be so happy with me. <laughs> oh, what? It's your fault. And then, you I'm, must. 
so the game started and I sat down and I was just flicking through Twitter and I saw you cheer and go RCB and all this. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but thankfully, I did make that mistake because RCB were pants. They were, weren't they? It was that bad. Um, I'm going to just tell everyone. When Glenn Maxwell got out, I turned it off and went to sleep in an afternoon nap. Because I was like, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when he got out, did you throw anything at the floor or the wall? Because that is the worst shot a professional player has played in a long time. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? Wasn't great. I, I, I want to know about Glenn Maxwell. I want to know what makes him tick because he really kicked off five minutes before. Like, he got hit on the foot or something, or there was an LB shout or something like that. And he, I mean, I've got a 10 year old boy <laughs> and he can kick off. They can be stroppy. Kids can be petulant and pathetic, but they're 10-year-old kids. They can, they're also awesome, Wilf, by the way. But <laughs> Maxwell was there and he was carrying on. He threw his bat and gloves. Like He took his gloves off and threw them on the floor. And if I, I couldn't hear him, but it, it, if I could have heard it, it'd have gone bad, bad gloves. Hate you. I want sweets. <laughs> he looked genuinely pissed off. And then the very somebody was sat there talking about it. So what's got into him? What's rowed his cage? And then the next ball he plays... Well, it was a golf shot, wasn't it? Yeah. Hoy cross line. I want to know what goes on inside his noggin. Maybe, I'm sure it's not quite right. Maybe he was annoyed because he looked at the score. Uh, and they were like 40 for seven. And so I thought, I, I know how to sort this out. I'll hack across the line <laughs> oh, and get cleaned up. I'll hit one to the moon. <laughs> right. But you know what I felt sorry for? The next the next guy who came in, Sri Lankan guy on debut, then gets a googly first ball and gets stuffed all end up LBW. And that's when I started really feeling, going, oh, this isn't fair now. It, well, it was a strange game, wasn't it? It was like, what? Is this is this happening? Like, it's the first game back. What are you doing? <laughs> RCB are a bit like that, though, aren't they? They've, they've paid for a lot of players, and if they combust, it can look really bad. But when they yeah. get it right, they're going to be like 240 for one or something crazy. But you must have played loads of games like this as well. When you bat first, and because you're trying to set a total, so even though you're losing wickets, you still got to take some risks and everything, and everything goes wrong, and you get... I mean, there was even a run-out backing up sort of thing. <laughs> everything goes wrong, and in the dressing room, the captain says, look, if we got bowled out for 90, we can bowl them out for 90. Let's <laughs> yeah. believe in ourselves. And deep down, everyone's thinking, there's no hope. <laughs> We're stuffed there. But then when you go out, you think, yeah, if you do get a couple of early wickets, it's normally a, quite a close game. But the team back in second have no pressure whatsoever because they know that they haven't got a host a big total. They can just ride out the first three overs and then just tee off. And so it looks even worse. And then there's misfields and then the captain gets angry and all stuff like that. It's just the perfect storm. <laughs> it's why cricket is such a bonkers game sometimes, but it's why it's so brilliant. It is bonkers. How many games are left, Swanee? I think there's about 25. I was just about to look at that on my phone, what? but my last search... My last search on my phone for Google was just before we went on air saying, have the clocks gone back in England? <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't tell me the answer I wanted. So how many games? Are I reckon it's about 30 games because we're about halfway through. So you're over there for so, a while. Yeah. The final is now on the 5th of October, okay. which works well because that then the World Cup 2020 is afterwards. Now, my favourite game from the whole English summer, um, because I was watching cricket before I got before I got dissed so violently by Andy Flower and the Trent Rockets. I, said, I, I bear no grudges, by the way, Andy, if you're listening. I bear no grudges. I don't think Andy listens to this one. He, he will do. Someone will let him know. Andy, I, I still know more about spin than anyone else. Alex Hartley <laughs> is my Alex Hartley is my CV on that. Protégé. Um, but I, I don't know. But I, but I'm going to put it out there. If Trent Rockets don't want me, I live 400 yards from the ground. It'd be really handy if you did. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't, I'm willing to travel. Who's in charge of the Lancashire lot? Catitch. Keto. We're tight with Keto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get yourself Good. in at the originals then. You're right, then. your house. Your housemates now, aren't you? Yeah. We are. Yeah. Still. How's that going? You're all right. We're, we're never there. Oh, really? Across each other. You, you both look like you're sat in hotel rooms at the minute. <laughs> because we are. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm playing today and I was commentating on our game. We're in Leicester. I see. So I can see one of you is in a really nicely decorated room and the other one must be with the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How are you enjoying the commentary? Because you're both awesome at it, by the way. You're both love brilliant. It. Love it. Oh, thanks, Swanee. Thanks. This is why we love having you on the podcast, because you just pump our tyres up. Well, you don't need any pumping because you're both great. But what's it like, Al? I know we've gone away from the IPL here, but I don't care. There's not a lot happened, really. I'll, I'll have more to report next week. What's it like commentating on your mate? Because I've yeah. got a funny story about about one of my mates in a minute. Do you know what? I I don't mind it because everyone knows that me and Crossy come as a pair. So I just think I just I just act out there wanted to do well. I'm like, come on, Crossy, like really want you to get a wicket, blah, 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 blah. But the other day when That's she really got sweet. out, when she got out, I said that she should have batted 11, not 10, and then felt really bad. <laughs> You, but how, how did it go with you, Crossy? How did you take that? Did you get angry with well, it? Well, I don't I don't hear it, obviously, until she tells me about it on the podcast the next week. So okay. I, I don't know what How's she the, said. How are you now? Because you look angry. Your, your left eye started twitching a bit when she said that. <laughs> Honestly, I got, it's funny. I got up to nine the other day. I at nine. How'd you get on? Uh, five. Yeah. You did well. Did you I? Did well. There are. Listen to you. You're brilliant. The best thing so, about Crossy playing and me commentating yeah. is like she'll always like look for us and then give us a wave. <laughs> oh, that is so you know, sweet. You, see- you two, are, you two are like disgustingly sweet. No wonder everyone loves you, <laughs> right? Because I'm just gonna say that like the dangers of having mates who are still playing when you're commentating. I've got two quick stories: one about Jimmy and one about Cookie. So Jimmy, who I still love to bits. I actually saw him not long. Crossy, we did a, a thing for Cinch, didn't we? And yes. Jimmy was there. So that was yeah. a nice little catch up. It oh, was lovely, wasn't was it? Jim- I thought, weird, my phone just beeped. And I thought, imagine if that's Jimmy, but it's not. That, that would be weird. It's Jimmy, a friend of the podcast now. He came on last week. Yeah, I know. How was he? You're he all right. Good. He, Anyway, so, so there's Jimmy. So Jimmy was batting. Do you girls remember that Jimmy once got 80 in a test match at Trent Bridge against India? Yeah. Like on the flattest wicket of all time. And it was the last day. And this game was drifting. It was definitely going to be a draw. But Jimmy had, had 80 runs. And he was like batting like Sunil Gavaskar. It was ridiculous. My test highest score is 85. <laughs> and I was commentating on this game. <laughs> Desperately hoping he got out before he got past <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, I mean, we always had a, a competition who, who could get the most five wicket hauls and everything that we were neck and neck at the time and everything. But I'd retired, so I, I'd taken that for granted. He'll always get more wickets than me. He's a better bowler than I'll ever be. He's Jimmy Anderson. But batting, come on, come on. <laughs> and I sat there desperately, like, <laughs> and I was on the BBC going, Oh, Jimmy's batting so well. <laughs> this is brilliant to watch. And when he nicked off, or he's either LB or nicked off, I appealed. <laughs> you know, in the crowd. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say, and I punched the air when he was given out. He got 80, so well done, Jimmy. But I punched the air knowing that he'd never get there again. <laughs> and I feel, I feel bad to this day for it. But I came clean and I told him this. The other one was Cookie. <laughs> I I went on air and one thing you've always learned is you don't pander to your mates you know you've got to be honest we were always honest with each other but it rained once at Bristol and me and Michael Vaughan were, <laughs> were being interviewed and I said about the one day team I went let's face it Cookie shouldn't be playing Belly shouldn't be playing we should get the youngsters like Alex Hales and uh, Jason Roy these boys playing who are one day players that's the only way we'll ever win a World Cup I was absolutely spot on by the way <laughs> But Cookie didn't speak to me for six months. Oh, no! <laughs> he had the proper pin. It was just before the 2015 World Cup. And I said, look, if Cookie goes over there with the way we're going to play our cricket compared to everyone else, we're going to get hammered, we're going to get embarrassed in the World Cup, and he'll get the boot. And that's exactly what happened. And it was like it was my fault. Oh, no! But honestly, I felt dreadful. And to be honest, I, I, I checked back through my phone. I'm not sure we've spoken since. <laughs> no, we have. We have. We're solid. Swanny, we're gonna have to love you and leave you because Crossy's got to get breakfast before her international game today. Yeah, sorry Thank to just sorry for just jabbering on. I've no, missed you two fine. so much. I've got so much to tell you. Swanny, you're our official IPL correspondent, but we don't want to talk about the IPL with you. That's that's the beauty of you in this okay. podcast. Can I come back on next week? Of course you can. Yeah. Yes. 
yeah. friend of the podcast anytime <laughs> oh see you later see ya and cross strikes in the first over it's what England we're looking for Hartley falls down the track comes scoring this time she connects it's either six or out it's six Hey guys, I'm Charlie XCX. Now we all have our ultimate playlist, right? The songs we love, the ones that bring back memories and represent the good times and of course, get us through the not so good times. Join me for Charlie XCX's best song ever. My podcast where I'm going to interview some of my favorite people from the worlds of music, film, art and fashion. Exploring the perfect tracks for life's ultimate playlist. It's a record that makes everybody want to come to the dance floor. It's so joyous. With all the highs, lows and fascinating stories behind every single selection. It makes me break down and cry. Yeah. Because it's beautiful. Charlie XCX's best song ever. Available now on BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts.